welcome back to a special edition of What the Folk's first post-season podcast. Um, we're not the first and we certainly won't be the last Sunderland podcast to do this recently, but since we know absolutely bugger all about cryptocurrency and NFTs, in today's show we'll be piecing together our best ever Sunderland League 111. However, there will be a slight difference to some of the other ones done because we do have a set of rules, but before I get into the rules, as ever, I'm sure you know, it'll be myself, Dave and Brad, that'll be the ones joining you. Um, before I go through the rules, like I say, Dave, first and foremost, how are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, very good, mate. Very good. Busy day at work, but uh, yeah, we always want to squeeze something in, don't we? We do, we do. And second, but definitely not last, uh, Brad, how are you? Are you okay? Yeah, and a bit of pain. I had my wisdom tooth out yesterday. The wisdom tooth? You've got none, let's be honest. Yeah, I've got any wisdom. <laughs> Any idea that's getting taken away, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, so the rules, as follows, as I said, is pretty straightforward. But we've got a few more rules and maybe some of the other ones that people have done, because there have been a few of these done, but nonetheless, it is good fun. Um, each guest gets to pick one player per turn. However, once that player is picked, that takes them completely out of the game. For example, if I choose Callum McFadden, which is unlikely, as my left-back, nobody else can choose Cal McFadden in their team. The second rule is you may have no more than two loan players in your squad. And the third rule, the last and final rule, is you can only have one of three formations. That would be 4-4-2, or 4-3-3. And since I own the podcast, which makes me zero money, but nonetheless, it does give me power, I will be the ones making sure the rules are adhered to. Um, I have done the spin beforehand to see who gets the first turn. Um, Dave and Brad, if you're not aware, you can choose anyone you want first. You don't have to choose, for example, your goalkeeper first. There doesn't have to be Hoffman as your first choice, for example. You can pick any position anywhere. Um, and latterly as well, if a player can play numerous positions, you're welcome to change them if it benefits your team. So when I rolled the dice first and foremost before I came on, the person with the first choice for the first player was actually Brad. So, Brad, you get the first choice of player. Who is going in your team first? Uh, right, I'm going to start with a striker. Um, Dave's going to absolutely despise me for this one. Um, I'm taking Ross Stewart, ultimately, um, because <laughs> he's fired us to promotion this season, the be-all and end-all. Um, when he wasn't scoring goals, um, he was still in the top two or three in the team. Um, just his all-round game's outstanding and it's capped off this this season from really Scotland call-up albeit a minute and a half at the end of a nothing game um, but yeah Ross Stewart for me uh, there was a couple of special mentions which I'm not going to say because I'm sure one of you guys will pick up on them ones um, but yeah I'll start Ross Stewart and I'm actually just to let you know I'm going with a 4-3-3 so he's spearheading my attack I'm not sure on formation as yet. I'm not sure if Dave is. However, there's no requirement to go for it. But if you've got one in mind, that's good. I think I'll probably also go a mixture of 4-3-3 or 4-4-2. The second spin, um, I'm pleased to say, was myself. Um, that came along as myself. My first pick was going to be Ross Stewart. I won't tell you that Dave's was going to be Ross Stewart because we all know it was going to be for very much the same reasons that Brad picked. But I'm going to try and go strategic here. So my first pick is maybe not what people would expect. However, this is a player that throughout me picking the squad could potentially go in in any spot, um, almost. 
So I'm going to have to go with him. He's been there since the start of League One. He's still with us, hopefully, come the start of the championship season. He can play at right back. He can play at centre back. He can play at midfield. He can play in the number 10. But I'm going to start him with the possibility that he might change in midfield. Uh, my first pick would be the lovely, lovely Luke O'Neill. Um, Dave, I've given you a really tough job here, but Roscoe has gone. Luke O'Neill has gone. Where are you going? Yeah, really tough job. We all know that the first person I would have mentioned would have been Ross Stewart, but hey-ho. The, the football and gods decided that uh, it wasn't a big. So, oh, really, really tricky, um, but someone who someone who really, really excited me um, when we signed him and he took a little bit of a little bit of uh, getting up to speed, to say the very least, but I think he's got all the attributes to be a very good player and I hope he's still here next season. I hope he gets signed and over the line and that'll be Patrick Roberts. Um, probably go 4-3-3. Uh, I mean, come on. We've all heard, I think he was probably the, for me, the signal of the type of player that we were trying to attract and also not someone who's played at a higher level but not necessarily um, over the hill. He's still at the right age to keep improving and keep going well with us. Uh, and let's be honest, that goal against Chef Wed got us to where we needed to be. So, yeah, my first part, Rick Roberts, I think. Brad, it's, it's your choice next. We'll go in the same order that we had. So you get the technically the fourth choice, but uh, there's still a good selection of players there. Yeah, I'm staying attacking. Uh, left-hand side of attack of the front three. Um, I've, I've got to go with them, I'm afraid. Uh, I know probably you as well went with them. Didn't do much this season through his injury. Um, but the other three seasons, even when he was ostracised, we knew we needed him back and Johnson probably was one of the only things he probably has got right was bringing him back in um, and that's Aidan McGeady in my opinion in the last I'd say 15 possibly 20 years the best player that's played in League One um, almost single-handedly on two occasions dragged us to promotion um, I mean you don't have to say anything about Aidan McGeady's career tells you how good of a footballer he's been um, I'm actually quite good he's left now but he did promise the lads as well and the fans he would not leave until Sunderland got promoted he's a man of his word and I wish him all the best Aidan McGeady going on the left hand side of my front three So I'm quite surprised he's been left to this point but I'm going with midfield as well I think this completes my midfield but like I said 0-9 might change depending on who I get in separate positions Um it was going to be McGeady was going to be my second choice. Um, Ross Stewart was going to be my first choice, but Brad's taken both. Um, but I'm delighted that, in my opinion, an absolute icon, if not a legend, I know some people don't like that term, he's definitely an icon, of Sunderland Association Football Club. The Zinedine Zidane of League One, um, Lee Catamull, is going to complete the midfield. Um, currently, alongside Luke O'Neill. Dave, there's still plenty of options there, mate. Um, who's going in your team second? This game is becoming very, very annoying and also very <laughs> different. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, folks, unfortunately, I've got to leave now and hope you all have a great day. Just joke. Just joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to know something? I'm 
I like the way that he grew into this season again. It's going to be really easy to, to focus on this season because we actually got the job done for once. Um, so for me, and I was really impressed with him, and I, I started to see signs of, of why he should be there um, and what he can bring to the party, I think. And that would be Anthony Patterson. I think he, um, I think he grew in stature as it went on. Uh, let's be honest. When everyone was calling for Patterson to start uh, a long time ago, nobody knew much about him whatsoever at all. Uh, and since then, he came in the team. He went back out, and then the second time round, he's grabbed his uh, chance with both hands. No goalkeeping pun intended. Uh, so yeah, Anthony Patterson, my number one. Right, obviously you get the, the next choice. You're building a decent team. You've probably got the two best players we've had in League One in Ross Stewart and McGeady. Up for debate, I suppose that might miff a few people, but who's going to be the third one? Well, if they're the best two, I'm going to pick the third best as well in the number 10. Um, started the season slow. Well, not slow, he was just injured or then had COVID. Um, but in my opinion, should never have been playing in League One. And speak when I think he actually said it to Danny and Frankie that if he didn't have his injuries, we wouldn't have got him to drop to this level. And in the number 10 is Alex Pritchard. I, what else can you say about him? Like, there was games this season where he, he just, it was a, it was a one-man show sometimes. Um, and to be fair, I've, I've, when I've looked back on this season, for a little lad, he doesn't have to win a couple of headers. <laughs> it's quite impressive, actually. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to stick Pritchard in, in behind Stuart and McGeady is the number 10. My next choice is probably one of the more obvious ones, I think, from League One. Um, I'm really surprised that a goalkeeper has already gone and it's not him. Um, so thanks for that, Dave. Appreciate it. Um, there's a few positions. There is players that I think I could probably choose above the likes of O'Nine and Catamol and there's Pritchard. I'm kind of annoyed I forgot about Pritchard, which is really frustrating. Um but for me, the, the best goalkeeper we've had in the best part of the last half a decade, possibly longer since maybe the last good goalkeeper we had before passing. Um, soluble, relied, safe. One of the best performances I've ever seen from a goalkeeper in. The 0-0 draw at Portsmouth um, that got us to Wembley, which unfortunately we, we didn't win, but thankfully that's a distant memory. We now win at Wembley. Um, John McLaughlin, uh, one of my favourite keepers we've ever had, which is saying something considering there's a lot of players probably at this level that over the timeline of me supporting Sunderland, you wouldn't have. And Sunderland have had a load of great goalkeepers and he was just such a good safe pair of hands, a really good shot stopper um, and just safe and steady. And he came in off the back of Lee Camp, Jason Steele and Robin Reuter. So he seemed extra, he was a good, especially good. He was a good ball boy as well, wasn't he? Yeah, great ball boy, fabulous at Gillingham. He was, uh, and, he, and he's still keeping clean sheets up here in Scotland. So, uh, yeah, I think John McLaughlin is, in my opinion, got to be the number one. Brad, it's your shout next. No, it's not. It's Dave's. I lie. Sorry, Dave. It's all right. I'd have almost preferred you went to Brad, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, oh, my God. It's getting difficult already, isn't it? Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to put it out there because I can't have Roscoe. I don't know if I've mentioned that. I don't know if I'm going to keep mentioning it for the next however long. I probably am. 
everyone expected, so might as well deliver. Uh, through the middle, Patrick Roberts on the right. So <laughs> I'm going to go Mr. Charlie White. <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah. I'd imagine there's quite a few, uh, quite a few people. Well, I'm fat. I'm flabbergasted. I don't think I've got words. I can't believe I've just said it. To be fair, as much as Roscoe and there's other strikers I probably prefer to Charlie. Charlie did score the most amount of goals in one season whilst we were in League One. So if you're going on paper, no, I'm not going. I was going to say it's best right we've had in League One, but I'm not saying that he's not. It's no. Yeah, but goals. but. I've took McGeady's, so White would have probably only scored about three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've put Patrick Roberts in, so that, that, that gets you another few. So, yeah, Charlie White, exactly as you just said, Graham. He's 30-goal striker. Um, listen, he was in the right place at the right time. Simple as that. He didn't... When our backs were against the wall and we probably needed something um, a little bit more, Charlie, unfortunately, didn't give us that. Love you, Roscoe. Um, but um, you know, it's it's one of them. He scored 30 goals and, and at any level of football, you'd be very happy with that. Um, to do it professionally, yeah, fair play to him. So Charlie White, my number 10. Nine. Number ten. Nine. Sorry, nine. nine, ten. I'm not playing him in the ten, Jesus. I remember him going clean through and goal against Rochdale. Rounding the goalkeeper, and it still looked like he might miss. But uh, sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. Um, Brad, yours is the next choice. Um, people are going to start to realise I'm actually a striker, so I'm finishing off before three now. Um, probably with our fourth best player in League One. Uh, again, hampered by injuries this season. Um, it feels like I'm being quite biased towards the team this season, but end of the day, they're the ones that got the job done. Um, to be honest with you, if he'd have been fit all season, he'd have been challenging Ross Stewart for goals this season. Um, his goal-to-game ratio was probably up there with the best in the league. So on the right-hand side of my front three, he might not have played there very much. I think it was more left when he did, but it's my team. I can do what I want. Um, I'm going to put Nathan Broadhead. And I don't think anyone could disagree with how good of a footballer that boy is. Um yeah, I just hope that we get him back, to be honest. I know he's... There's another couple of teams looking at him now. Um, but I'm, 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 I've still got a confidence that we're going to get him back. And if we can get him to play 25 to 30 games as a minimum, that's going to be a good signing for next season because you know what he's all about. And you can tell he loves, loves it up here as well. So, yeah, Broadhead will round off my front four, really. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad choice. The toss-up for me was between the person I'm about to pick and I still can't believe he's the fourth-choice pick striker, but if you'd picked him, Brad, I would have went with Broadhead. Um, the obvious choice is probably the classiest striker, maybe outside of Ross Stewart that we've had at this level. Really surprised to see he hasn't kicked on as much as maybe I expected him to do, but I still think he's young. He's I think he's got a big career ahead of him. Um, but he was just far too good for League One level and we sold him for a chomp um, and for what we owed them for, I think, Wabi Kajwe. Josh Madger, um, he scored 17 goals or something in six months. Him being sold completely wrecked and ruined us going up the first season, I think. Um, and the less said about the person we brought in to replace him, the better. Josh Madger, 
is obviously going to be my number nine, number 10. Um, I haven't decided on my formation just yet, but I think I'm going to go with Josh Maggio up front. It's got to be him. Dave? Um, I'm going to... I mean, Brad deserves a lot of credit for his performances towards the end of the season, as we all know, as we've all heard plenty from Brad. Um, but I think I think he showed under Alex Neil exactly how good he was. And I'm not sure if he'll do anything in the championship. He's probably going to be a last 20 minutes player to calm everything down. But there were certainly signs of him doing a job at League One level um, and certainly helped us through some games. So I think uh, I think my holding midfielder for, for me, 4-3-3, would be Corey Evans. Wow. Oh, wow. damn. I was going to pick him all season. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he's the only promotion winning Southern captain we've had from League One, so fair play. <laughs> Should have been straight on the list, but uh, no, fair play. I understand that. Um, I think up until about March, we, me and Brad hammered him, but... Um, was vital in getting us up, absolutely vital. And um, no matter what happens going forward, I think I'm always going to remember him in a positive light, which is, um, I, I think, compliments to him. I think it's it's proof of maybe the character I thought he didn't have that he does have. Well done, Corey. Um, please bring your brother next season. That would be great. Um, Brad, your choice is next. Uh, yeah, I better throw some defenders in now, really, because I'm looking a bit top-heavy. <laughs> I'm going to go right back. You've already picked the one player I was going to put there, Mr. O'Neill, uh, Mr. Reliable. But, see, I, I'm torn between two, but I'm going to go with the one who I think over a, a season was more consistent at right back. Um, and it might surprise a few people because I think there's three that are filled in there that we could all have an argument for, but I'm going to go with Max Power. I thought... Right back was his position. And if you see Wigan this season, he's, he's filled in at right back a few times as well. Um, he got assists from there. He was a leader from there, in my opinion. Um, I know he scored a few goals when he was in midfield, but I just think he looked more assured when he filled in at right back, especially towards the end of back, se- uh, back end of last season. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to stick Max Power in at right back. I'm going to start going defensive now as well, actually, because... So a lot of choice there, actually. Um, at the minute as well, I'm swaying towards putting 9 at right back, but I'm not sure yet. I'm going to see who else I can pick up. But I, do, I think I'm going to go back four. So I think I'm veering towards four, three, three. But my first of the two centre-halves, I feel a bit sorry for one of them who's probably been here longer and performed better over a longer period of time but I think the classiest defender we've had at this level and someone I really would like to see back at the club and there's rumours of him maybe potentially coming back to the club in um, the summer this summer Dion Sanderson I don't think there's been a classier defender that we've had at this level and I know there's other defenders who other people might pick, I might pick later on, that have been a bit more boots and braces, strong in the tackle, uh, you know, organises a defence. And I think there's a few you could pick in the current team. There's, there's a couple of other players that have left us that you could put into that as well, which I'm sure many of you can think of. Uh, dreadlocked, blonde dreadlocked Dion Sanderson. Um, please come back. We would like you to return an awful lot 
Um, and I think he is an absolute crack at centre half. And I think he's got to be my first pick. Dave, your choice is next. Um, yeah, it's going to get more and more difficult at the back. So I'm just going to I'm just going to finish off my front three. Um, someone who I think has proved what he can do in several positions. I think he's only going to mature as a footballer, and just the fact that he's a northeast lad as well. Um, so the the outside left of my front three, I think, would be Elliot Embleton, uh, based on the fact that that's where he scored that goal from. That uh, give me such a such a great moment of commentating on the game. Um, can't remember what I said, but I lost my shit to say the very least. Um, and it was a wonder strike. Don't care if the keeper just let it through his arms. Who cares? So, yeah, Elliot M finishes my front three. Before I go to Brad, because we're at a few picks now, I'm just going to go through the teams again to remind everyone who's already gone. Um, so, Brad's team at the minute, it's got max power at right back, and then it's pretty much the number 10. So, one of the first three midfielders, because he's going 4 3 3. And three centre forwards. You've got Broadhead on the left, uh, right, sorry, McGeady on the left, Stewart up front with Pritchard behind him in the 10 and Max Power right back. Then my team at the moment is John McLaughlin's in goal. Currently, I've got a floating Luke O'Neill, who I think is currently sitting at right back. He is partnered by Dion Sanderson alongside him at centre back. A midfield of Lee Catamore, potentially again, like, like, like I say, might be O'Neill, depending on who I get, and Josh Maggio up front. And Dave, you've got Patterson in goal. You've got Corey Holden in the middle, and of course, Captain, um, Captain, Captain Sensible. Um, and then we've got Elliot Embleton, Patrick Roberts, and Charles White up front. Brad, you've got your your next pick. There's still plenty to choose from there, um, but it is getting interesting. Where you're going? Following you was centre half. Um... Another one from this season, but he's been here a few years now. He found the form at the end of this season, which he had when he was actually on loan under Parkinson um, uh, before we signed him permanently. That's Bailey White. Um, obviously, when I said when he came in on the on loan, I said I think we just started keeping clean sheets for fun. Uh, he was class, and it was back end of the season. The man was an absolute warrior. I'm going to put Bailey White in there just because I think he's class. And again, another leader. Please sign a new contract, Bailey. Yeah, I'd like you to sign a new contract, Bailey, as well, actually. Um, I think Bailey Wright is a really obvious choice. I gave him a bit of stick um, earlier in this season. And like I've said about 40 million times now, I'm pleased to say that I was wrong. Um, I think Bailey definitely would have been... My, the other choice that I was alluding to, of course, if it wasn't Sanderson, would have been Bailey Wright. I think some people might disagree with me on that and say Bailey was actually better. And I think, to be fair, that's... A very subjective opinion. I, I think it's a toss of a coin between those two. It's the best centre-halves we've had at this level. Um, and there's also a couple more you could chuck in there as, as definitely third and fourth placed. For me, I, I'm looking at the positions just now and thinking where is slim pickings? And there is actually a position that is quite slim pickings, if I'm honest with you. So I'm going to go with that because the slim pickings are... I mean, they're pretty bad. I don't necessarily rate the kid um, at the moment, but I will reiterate that he is a kid. Um, Loads to learn at Tottenham Hotspur's academy. 
he was part of the team that got us promoted. He was excellent throughout the playoff campaign. I think he's got loads to give. And I do think he'll actually, again, be someone that will prove me massively wrong. And I think, to be fair, yes, like I said, slim pickings. But I think he is the best option that we've had at left back, considering the other ones that are there. I'm going to go with the Gherkin, the Dennis Sergen as my left back. Yeah, left back, as you say, is extremely woeful. Um, so I'm going to get in there just to ruin Brad's day because when he comes to pick one, I have no idea of who he's going to pick. Um, but I'm going to go for any... I must reiterate, lovely bloke again, but and obviously we've seen him in uh, we've seen him in Netflix, and I think up until last season we're still playing Champions League football, which is absolutely mad because he was shite for us in League One. But I've got to pick a left back, <laughs> and judging by Brad's reaction, that's exactly who he was going for as well. But uh, yeah, on paper should have been performing a lot better than what he did for us, and he he was probably steady away. Um, but yeah, my left back would be Brian Oviedo. Seven million quid. Oviedo, seven million. Hmm. <laughs> Brad, do you want to pick the list of honking left backs? <laughs> or are you going elsewhere? Actually, one's just came to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was quite pissed off, if I'm honest, when he got sold after the first season because he wasn't one that stood out every time. But he was, he, I don't think he ever dipped below like a six or a seven. And he was just like steady. And that's Reese James. I know he hasn't went on to do very much. I think he's playing centre midfield for Doncaster at one point. I don't know where he's at now, bless him. He's at the but, championship. He's in the championship with Blackpool. Well, there you go. Yeah. I thought he was actually very reliable and just steady. And yeah, it was all right. That's what you need at a left back, to be honest. Um, especially when he had. I think McGeady played in front of him a bit and they struck up mm-hmm. quite a good partnership. Um, and I'm actually glad he picked up they picked up Oviedo because I would have forgotten about James. And I think over that season, James probably has done more than Oviedo. Yeah, I think so. Actually, I agree with you. So, forgot about yeah. that completely. Mine's better than yours, Dave. <laughs> Dave got the free <laughs> Dave got the free reign to pick a left back and still got the wrong one. Um <laughs> strategy, David. Strategy. Um it's my pick next. Well, I've pretty much got me defence and keep us sorted if I'm going with 0-9 at right back. Um, so I, I could go for a midfielder or a right back here. And I'm not sure because Embo would have been there or thereabouts, if I'm honest with you. Um, but the fact of the matter is I'm going to go with someone that people are not going to agree with because I know people are a bit more mighty here and I'm going completely away from my defence. I loved him. I still love him. I know some people thought he was a one-in-five player, but sometimes you just get connected to a player that you really, really like. And I'm sorry to everyone to say that he's one of them. Um, I think I'm going to put him on the left of my front three, I'm going towards 4-3-3. And as much as I want to maybe put a midfielder or a right back in here, I've noticed I've only really got Madger up front. And McGeady's gone. He scored 
two hat-tricks at the stadium are like, one for us, one very much against us. And I'm going to go for uh, Chris McGuire. I'm sure everyone would have known who that was when I was talking through it, but um, I just really liked him. So Chris McGuire's gone on the left of my front three. Um, I believe it's Dave's turn again. Dave, where are you going? It is indeed. And I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to think uh, strategically here because obviously I've got Corey... Uh, I've got Corey in the middle of the park, so he could do with some legs around him, but also thinking by the standard that you've set with all nine of, of that he could slot in a few positions. So a little bit of a didn't do too much for us, to be fair. Um, but again, has the potential and probably stirs up some mixed emotions for Sunderland fans because it wasn't a great decision, I don't think, or we'll see how we get on the next couple of years. But I think I'm going to pick Barley Mumba. Um, really, really random one. Um, again, didn't do too much for us. But by all accounts, can slot in a right back if I need him to. Centre midfield, has the legs. He's got time on his side. I think we did see little glimpses of what he was about, bearing in mind he's only like three foot seven and 12-year-old. Uh, so, yeah, Barley Mumba. Swings back to Brad. I think we're going to get to how many have we got so far in each team. Currently, we have one, two, three, four, five, six. So we've got seven each. So we'll go. Actually, I think one, two, three, four, five, six. Right. We'll pick our eighth and then we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and pick our final four. We could pick a manager as well. That could be interesting. Um, it's Brad. 11 aside, Graham, not 12. So we're not picking the eighth to come back and pick four, so. Aye, that's right. Should we do that? I know it's your game, but I'll keep you right, like I did the last time. For the record, <laughs> when it comes to rules, by the way, um, I've got one loan player, so I've only got space for one more loan player. You've got one loan player as well, Brad. Currently, Dave doesn't have any. You have technically got two loan players and the fact that Bailey Wright was technically a loan. However, since we signed him on a permo, I'm going to say that he's a permo. Um, should we have a break now and come back? Or should we pick one more and then break? No, we'll pick one more. One more break. Go on then. Your choice, Brad. Ooh. Right. So I haven't picked any midfielders yet at no. all. Apart from Pritchard, obviously, but that's mm-hmm. more of a front four. And I'm not going to pick one now either. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to fill my back line up. Um, again, another one who was injured this season... And quite a bit of last season. But to be honest with you, he is a championship defender. Um, I think his best form was probably in the back three under Parkinson, but he's just a class above. And that's Jordan Willis. Good defender. I want, I want, again, if he was fit, without a shadow of a doubt, would have got a new contract mm-hmm. and would have stayed with us. Um, and I wish the lad well, because I think he is a brilliant player. I hope, I hope, I think he'll probably stay in League One this season. Unless Coventry coming from, and he, he, I just hope he can get back up the way he was because it's not nice for any player. He's had eighteen months out. He, ne- he needs to get back to playing football because he is a, a phenomenal player. So yeah, I'm going to put Jordan Willis in, in alongside Bailey White. Yeah, I really like Jordan Willis. Actually, um, I echo that. I'm pretty certain that Jordan doesn't listen to this, but uh, if he does, I, I rate him really highly as well. I thought he was 
one of the better players we've had at this level and probably sadly just forgot about a little bit because of his length of time with these injuries. Um, if he recovers and can get anywhere near the level that he was showing or the potential that he has, he's at the very worst case scenario, a very good league one centre half. Um, and he, in my opinion, he showed as much for Sunderland and showed potential to go even even further than that. But um, Dave, yours is the, the next pick. No, no, it's not. It's me, isn't it? Oh, idiot, man. God, I you know, why am I even hosting this? Like, just put yourself on the binge. Um, bloody hell. Right. I think I've got too many players that didn't actually get promoted with something, so I'm going to choose one that did. And it's going to move Luko 9 back into midfield, which means that I'm covering two bases here. Um, I love him, so I do. Um, I love him an awful lot. One of my favourite players that we've had at this level. Um, I was absolutely chuffed that he got on the pitch in his full kit. I thought he played a huge part in something getting promoted this season. Absolutely massive, even if he didn't take part due to injury in the final few games of the season in the playoffs. Um, I think he's been far and wide our best right back, even though he's a midfielder um, at this level. Carl Winchester is going to be my choice for uh, right-back. I love Carl Winchester. I absolutely adore him. As Matthew Keeling would say, I think we're very lucky to have him. Very, very lucky. Dave? I'm going to finish off my midfield with some extra legs. Um, God knows what I'm going to do with the back because I don't think there's anyone left whatsoever. Sorry, Alan Ozter. Um Genuinely... He's just a constant seven out of ten, wasn't he? That was the thing. He was like, he was just one of them. Uh, so <laughs> instantly know where you're going here. <laughs> uh, just finishes off my midfield. Let's be honest. He's he's done it. He's he's played at a higher level since leaving us. Can't knock him too much, and he just gets it, doesn't he? If if Lugo nine gets it, then Mister George Honeyman definitely gets it. So, yeah, that finishes off my midfield. I just want to point out before we go into the break how absolutely disgusting Dave's midfield is. <laughs> Corey Evans anchoring Barley Mumbra and George Honeyman. Jesus Christ. Someone, I, 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 I know Barley Mumbra left us to go to Norwich, but what are you forgetting this, Dave? He went on loan and didn't get a game for a relegated Peterborough side. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they, were, they were playing about position of right wing back. So, do you know what I mean? Give him a chance. <laughs> I can't believe I was just sitting there being like, please don't pick Winchester, please don't pick Winchester. Oh, God, he's going to pick Win Barley Mumbo. But <laughs> fair enough, Dave. That's what we hear. Well, we, we like to add a bit of comedy in these shows as well, and that's why Dave's here, so we can all laugh at him. And also, what we have to remember is I'm blatantly going to sim on Football Manager this squad and see what happens. Relegated to League Two at this point. <laughs> we want the League Two playoff final. <laughs> before, before I let you go, Dave, and we'll go into the second part of it and come back because I haven't paid for the, the Zoom upgrade yet, still. Um, who's your captain? Evans or Honeyman? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, to be fair, like Charlie White. So I was going to say, I'd give it to Patrick <laughs> Roberts at this point. Um, cool. All right, we'll be back in a minute. Um, just to kind of clarify what our themes are before we go into the break. Um, I'll go with mine first because it's one on my screen first. I've got John McLaughlin in goal. I've got Carl Winchester at right back. Dennis Serkin at left back. Dion Sanderson as my one of two lone players I can have at centre-half. In midfield, I've got Lee Cattenwall and Luke O'Neill. And then as 
two of my front three. I've got Chris Maguire on the left of the three, Josh Major up front. In terms of Brad's team, he doesn't have a goalkeeper yet, but he's got Max Power, Bailey Wright, Jordan Willis and Rhys James across the back. He's got Pritchard as part of his midfield three uh, or front four, if you prefer. You've got Broadhead as your lone player on the right. You've got Aidan McGeady on the left and Ross Stewart up front. In terms of Dave's team, he's got Patterson in goal. He's got one defender so far in Brian Oviedo. Um, he's got a midfield three um, catastrophe of Corey Evans, Bolly Mumba and George Honeyman. And he's got a not too bad forward line of um, Wembley goal scorer Elliot Embleton, um, Hillsborough, um, Hillsborough goal scorer. That doesn't sound quite as good as Wembley goal scorer. Is it Patrick Roberts and goal scorer of lots of goals from the ball of um, from the feet of Aidan McGeady, Charlie White. Uh, we'll be back in part two to see which other monstrosities we can put together, just like Doctor Frankenstein. To part two, um, if you have forgotten the team in the sort of 30 seconds we've been away, that's your own fault. Um, we have got a few more players left and then managers to pick. I don't know actually how it's going to land. I haven't looked this out in my head yet. You listening might be able to. Um, we all know who we all want. Um, my next pick is probably someone that's probably come far too far down the line. Uh, is it your pick? Oh, shit. Shit. All right, Brad, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Fine. Yeah. Have it. I'll keep you eating. I'll keep you eating. To be fair, you can't. Uh, so I need to fill my midfield. Um, I'm going to probably say the probably the start of the season, the most creative player we had, um, mm-hmm. and probably scored the most memorable goal, one of the most memorable goals of the season because basically it was in the end he sat in going up as a lad. Um, we've all seen the picture of him in the 2014 Cup final, and now he's living the dream. And I am confident he will go on to play at the highest level without a shadow of a doubt um, and I hope he does because I've got um, £20 on him to play over 20 caps for England for 600 and odd quid back please bet responsibly um, is Dan Neal um, yeah I know he didn't do much well I wasn't given a chance towards the end of the season but I think a couple of games he came on and one of them he scored and it was a great goal Um so, yeah, I'm sticking Dan Neal in Parma midfield three. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I think that's quite a decent pick. Um, probably forgotten recently because of how good of a start of season he had and then he, he didn't obviously feature much, but um, he's, a, he's an excellent player. He's got everything and he's locked to be playing at a much higher level and perhaps even um, where we're going to, if he fulfills his potential, I'm, I'm pretty certain he can at least achieve bottom half. Premier League. Some people might disagree with me on that, but I think he's a great player. So I can't disagree with that one. Um, the next choice is he's uh, the third of three players that you can put in like multiple different positions. Um, I think I think what I'm going to do, and this is mainly out of necessity, because I think if I look at the players that have been taken, I've obviously taken Maguire. 
um, Pritchard, Broadhead and McGeady have all been taken. Embo and Roberts have been taken. So the choices at this point of me front three are fairly slim. And I'm looking through who's sort of left. And obviously, I might as well mention them to remind people. So what's kind of left is more or less Leon Diagu, Jordan Jones, um, Jack Clark, Aidan O'Brien, Jack Diamond. And I'm thinking, blummin' neck. Not entirely sure when any of those is me front three. Do I just go with Defoe because I like him? One of few, it seems. Um, and then I've spotted someone I've put him down as probably one of the wingers or one of the right backs. And I think I'm going to put him as... I think people forget how many goals he actually scored when he played in that like, number 10 slash right-hand side behind Charlie White for Parkinson when we had that... Decent one when Parky found something that worked and then flogged it to death the best part of the year. Um, but I think Lyndon Gooch will complete me top three. I don't think Gooch, Maguire and Madge is that bad. Obviously, it could be stronger, but I think there's better players that have gone. But alongside Carl Winchester, um, Luke O'Neill and Lyndon Gooch in ability to play in lots of different positions, I'm going to put another versatile player in there in, in Lyndon Gooch and he's going to complete my... My front three. Dave, where are you heading next? So I'm going to have a reshuffle because I've been suitably mocked in my uh, midfield three. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to take Barley Mumba and play him right back because, like I say, he was he was excellent there in the 270 minutes he played for half a season for Peterborough. So whatever, Brad, yeah. Um, and he scored a couple of goals as well. So he's a free scoring right back. I'm just making a case here for anyone who's listening and who wants to actually mock me as well. Keep out the comments. Graham gets enough of them, yeah. Um, so someone who slipped your mind there and didn't get much of a chance and typically has gone and left and did well in a division higher. Um, quite a focal point of their team at times, to be fair. Uh, so I'm going to play Barley Mumba at right back. I'm then going to move Embleton into the middle to try and uh, strengthen my midfield a little bit. And I'm going to play Duncan Watmore in my front three. Uh, yeah, there's something there. He didn't do much for us at League One. We know that. He was kind of, I don't know, didn't get a look in, wasn't liked, wasn't favoured. That's fair enough. But, and he is quite a one-dimensional footballer, but he went and did all right for Middlesbrough. Um, and, and there was definitely something about him. And he's just another one. I'm basically picking a team full of people who just really get Sunderland. That's my thing. So, yeah, don't and what more. Chris Coleman is the manager because he gets it. <laughs> oh, he's married man with six kids. Um, Brad, you have got left in terms right. of your team. You need a goalkeeper and another midfielder. Yeah, so I'm going to go from midfield and speaking of people who get the club, probably Mr. Sunderland, also had an affinity with Middlesbrough, uh, like Watmore. Um, yeah, I, I think he's just that steady head in midfield. And I think this season, he probably retired the season too early because I think our mid, the, the dynamism of our midfield this season, he probably would have suited him. But last season, he was playing the midfield three, which all of them were slow. So, um, I'm going to go with Grant Ledbetter. Because I just love Grant. Um, I know people said his legs are gone. 
But what you've got to think is, his game wasn't too dissimilar to how Corey Evans plays. But because Corey Evans had two lads with him who had the legs and could carry the ball, it worked. Um, but Ledbetter, unfortunately, had the likes of Josh Scowen and George Dobson either side of him. And he, he can't, he, not even he's that good to, to make up for them too. So, yeah, uh, round off my midfield three, I'm going to stick in Mr Sunderland, Grand Ledbetter. Leave me with you. I mean, I just want to point out the midfielders that have gone right, and I still need the midfielder. Catamol, Dan Neal, Ledbetter, George Honeyman, Embo, you could put in midfield, Corey Evans, Luke O'Neill, and Max Powers even gone at right back. So I have not got a clue who I'm going to put in the middle at this point. I'm a bit stuck, if I'm honest with you. I just gave you two, I just gave you two clues there. Did you? Yes, yeah, Scowan and Dobson. Oh, right. <laughs> um, I'll avoid them, I think. I'm tempted to put Dobson in for banter, but I'm trying to be serious for once. Uh, alongside Catamore and O'Neill. Unless, unless, right, hang on a minute, right? What I could do... Um... Right, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. So, a recent guest of the show, right? I'm going to take out Carl Winchester from right back. I'm going to place Carl Winchester in midfield. So, we've now got Carl Winchester, Lee Catamore, Luke O'Neill in the middle. I think that's fine. I think Gooch, Maguire, Madger up top is fine. So, the second McLaughlin in the team... Um, yeah, probably third or fourth best right back we've had at League One. But I think Conor McLaughlin had a decent, not last, well, was it last, it's last, then there's not the season just gone, but the season before, obviously, he left. I thought he did all right. He fitted in at centre half. He was pretty, it didn't really work in his first season. I'm sure he won't mind me saying that. Um, but the second season, he was competent. And at points, it was our first choice right back. And he did an all right job. And I cannot really think of anyone else other than Adam Matthews, who I think he was better than, that I could fit in at right back and he won at Wembley. Um, and he was in the team second half. So, yeah, he might not be my first choice, but at the other choice I've got to be able to put in midfield, in my opinion, are George Dobson and Josh Gowan. And look, I'm not in the mood for banter with this team. I want this team to bloody well win. Right. Um, so I'm going to move Winchester into midfield. And I'm going to put Conor McLaughlin at right back, which is probably not who I would have chosen at right back. It would have been Winchester, but I think I'd rather have Conor McLaughlin at right back and Winchester in midfield as opposed to having Josh Gowan or George Dobson anywhere near the team. It's either that or play with 10 men. So it's up to you. Um, yeah, Conor McLaughlin. Dave, your positions that you have left fill. Um, I think you know two centre halves. You still got some players there you can pick. I I, I don't think you you two's gonna there. I think you've you've played that relatively well since you just decided to put Bali Mumber in the team for no reason apparently. <laughs> well, I, I think I'm just about choosing Bali Mumber over Adam Matthews. So, um, but everyone at their own. That's the great thing about football. We've all got opinions. We've all got opinions. Um, so for me. I think he. I think everyone fell in love with him when he first started, and and then everyone forgot he was like just because he looks twenty odd that he was only seventeen at the time. But um, 
yeah, I, I think we can all see what type of player he become. He's obviously got things to iron out, and and it's it's just unfortunate for players like him who've come in, um, and they're at such a club where the expectation is so high, and we're so desperate to get out of this league that finishing mid table and just learning and plying your trade is never going to be enough. So he probably suffered from burnout, but to be fair. In the beginning, I think he was excellent. I think every, I don't think you'd find a Sunderland fan who said he wasn't. Um, and that's Callum Doyle. Um, classy enough. He, he comes from good stock. You can't, you can't say anything else. Uh, yeah, okay, faded out, but Callum Doyle for me. Yeah, I think I think Callum Doyle's a fine choice. I think he would end up being a very good player. Um, burnout is one that I'm really an experience, which is why he was here. So yeah, I think I'm I'm fine with that. I've got a centre half left to pick as well. Um, Callum Doyle was on my radar. Um, essentially, what I'm left with is as follows, in my personal opinion: Danny Bart is still there, Tom Flanagan is still there, and Alan Ozturk is still there. Potentially Jack Baldwin, if you prefer. Um, I actually think it's Brad's goal. You keep forgetting about me, Grim. Uh, right, so yeah, I've got the goalkeeper and I've got three really to pick from. I've got uh, Hoffman, Remy Matthews or Lee Burge. Now, I'm going to go with Lee Burge. Yeah. I know Hoffman's yeah. done a lot this season. Um, part of the, He was part of the promotion winning, <laughs> promotion winning team. But Burge last season, I think he kept the most or the second most clean sheets in League One and was in the League One team of the season. He was in my Wembley team. He kept a clean sheet at Wembley. Um, so, yeah, I mean, used to... I think we've all picked the top three keepers. With Jordan, everyone's going to have an opinion. Um, but for me, I know that I, I called him Papa Don wrists a couple of times or Wheat at Big's fingers. But... When I look back on him, I thought he, he had, did have a mistake in him, but he did pull off some good saves and he was steady. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to round off my 11 with uh, Mr. Lee Burge. Yeah, you know what? I think there's a lot of opinions about Lee Burge. And um, I think looking back now that he's he's left, I thought he was okay. I thought I, I don't think he ever let anyone down necessarily in terms of effort. Yeah, he had a clangor in, but I think a lot of players at League One level do, I think. He's a relatively dependable League One keeper. He probably suffered from coming in after John McLaughlin, who was, in my opinion, by far and wide the best here. And I think, I think Patterson is probably a better goalkeeper as well, and is a lot younger. But um, the, final bird. The, the thing with goalkeepers, Graham, everyone knows if a goalkeeper makes a mistake, it leads to a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our outfield players have got mistakes in them, um, but the chances is. They don't lead the direct goals. The goalkeeper makes a mistake, they concede, and everyone remembers it. And I've just, I've just a reflection on Lee Burge. He's a cracking bloke. You see how buzzing he was at Wembley. Um, I'm getting a bit emotional about him here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy with, with Lee Burge. Uh, no, no ills there. So my final pick. Uh... I've looked at the team and I feel really bad because I really liked another player who I probably would have picked because he loved a scrap and he was here pretty much for the three and a half of the four seasons. 
And he could drop an absolute clanger, but he was actually one of our better players at the start of the season. He scored at the stadium right after he left, like many ex-London players did. Um, and I really like him. He's And he's lovely curly hair. It would normally be Tom Flanagan. The reason I'm not picking Tom Flanagan is as follows. I'm sorry, Tom. Um, so me back four at the minute is Conor McLaughlin at right back, Dion Sanderson, Dennis Serkin. I think Serkin and Flanagan, as we've seen sometimes under Lee Johnson at the start of the season, can be a bit of a recipe for disaster because you've got inexperience next to occasionally error prone in or, or capable of dropping a bullock in Tom Flanagan. Sorry, Tom. Um, and I think one player that came in and had a horrendous game of Bolton, scored a cracking diving header, but was great in the playoffs, tons of experience, brick shithouse, will just get rid of stuff, think he's a championship-level defender. Not high level, but I think he can do a job. Um, he got promoted. He had a great game at Wembley. Danny Bart. And I think Danny Bart alongside Dion Sanderson is a pretty solid set of centre-halves that will make sure Serkin's looked after at left-back. And I think Conor McLaughlin's safe enough at right-back. Um, before we go through the full teams and choose our manager to finish, Dave, who is your final centre-back alongside? Your team is horrible, like Dave, but go on. I'm not having it, mate. I'm telling you, I'm simming this team on Football Manager and I'm going to win the league, so I'm not having it. We've just tried to pick out 33 footballers since we've been in League One. And you can't. You'd be lucky to pick a team and a bench. So, the last centre-half, I'm not sure, like, Jesus Christ, some of the names, man. Still yeah. got, you've still got Flannel. Yeah, but with the greatest will in the world, I was never a fan. He's fine. He's absolutely fine, but I'm sick of fine. My whole life's been fine. I want some excitement, you know what I mean? Hence why I picked Barley Mum, but we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Um, I tell you, I might just go for the comedy value. I might just go for the comedy value. And to be fair, there was a bit of a player there, even though we signed him when he was 412-year-old. Um, but again, I think he got it. And he just, he, he was just past it, unfortunately. But he tried his best. And we all know that we love a trial. So my centre-half um, next to Doyle, because he needs that little bit of security. Um, to be fair, I hope nobody knocks the ball over the top because, Jesus Christ, we ain't catching up with him. Um, would be Glenn Leuvens. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> the turns Titanic. Oh, mate, honestly, he's got the turning point of a World War II tank. Uh, do you know what I mean? I, I just, yeah, focus. Oh, I've, I've gone, I've gone comedy the whole way through. I mean, Jesus Christ, it started off with the wrong foot when I didn't get first pick. Okay. Because we all know that I went for Ross Stewart. And since then, it was always just going to go downhill. So, here we are. Can I can I just read your team out for you so you can realise what a disgusting <laughs> person you are? Right. So, we're going to read through all the teams, pick a manager, and then go. Because I feel a bit sick, actually. <laughs> um, Anthony Patterson. Fine. No bother. Barley Mumber at right back. DME. Callum Doyle and Glenn Leuven's. At centre half, Brian seven million pounds at Oviedo at left back, 
Corey Evans, who up until about three months ago, everyone couldn't stand in midfield. Now he's captain courageous in this team. Um, Elliot Embleton, yep, no bother with that. Honeyman, yeah, no bother with that. Duncan Watmore feels like a disgusting choice, but it's weird. He plays in the championship, so I kind of I don't know about that one. And then Patrick Roberts, and then Charlie White is like the only 30 goal season striker you could pick that people would still be disappointed in. <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure what to make of that, but enough of the disgusting team. Obviously, mine and Brad's is far more attractive. Um, I think Brad maybe just pips mine. I don't know. Um, mine is John McGotten in goal. Conor McLaughlin at right back, Dion Sanderson in defence alongside Danny Bart, Dennis Serkin at left back, Carl Winchester, Lee Catamore, Luke O'Neill in midfield, Lyndon Gooch, Chris Maguire, Josh Madger as my front three with Gooch on the right, Maguire on the left. Then we have Brad's team of Lee Burge in goal, Max Power at right back, Bailey Wright alongside Jordan Willis with Rhys James at left back, a midfield of Grant Ledbetter, I was going to say Alex Neal there. I meant Dan Neal. Uh, Dan Neal and Pritchard in the kind of number 10 or more advanced midfield position with Broadhead on the right, McGeady on the left, and Marcus Stewart. And Marcus Stewart, Ross Stewart up front. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so the players that sort of missed out off the top of my head, which just shows you the slim pickings that we had, were uh, Hoffman missed out. Um <laughs> Femi Matthews, wow, I'm shocked he missed out. Um, Tom Flanagan missed out. Alan Ozturk missed out. Uh, midfielders were all genuinely picked. In but terms yeah. of midfielders, wingers that missed out, there's quite a few actually. Midfielders that missed out, you could just, there's, a, there's a case for Leon Diaco, there's a case for Jordan Jones's first couple of games. Aidan O'Brien, no, but I mean, based on, you know, what was left towards the end, potentially. Jack Diamond for that one game against Lincoln where he looked really good. Um, and of course, Jermaine Defoe misses out up front alongside Danny Graham and Will Gregg. Shock horror. Um, Brad, it's landed on you for your... Has it, actually, who's it landed on? Who would, who would have been naturally the next pick? Hey. Yeah, so you get to choose the manager. Let's not beat around the bush. Yeah, Alex Neil, the most beautiful, bald man ever. Um, it was his birthday yesterday as well, so I am honoured to follow his birthday on the following day, followed by Archie's the day after mine. We're, we're, we're just, uh, what a trio of birthdays that is. Is it your birthday uh, day? Yeah, man. All right, how is it? Thank you. Oh, I didn't even know. Archie's follow. Um, Happy birthday. So yeah. so, yeah, I'm going to pick Alex Neil. He got the job done, didn't he, really? Yeah. Um, I think whichever one of us went first, we're going to pick Alex Neil. Yeah, yeah. We all we all know where Graham's going to go here, and then that just like anyone listening who's going to be left with me just knows that this is going to be turmoil. So I am literally going full on Joker. Right. To, be, to be to be fair, mate, you've gone like that since the beginning, pretty much more or less the whole <laughs> way through. So you might as well have an absolute joke of a manager, like a proper loser as as your manager. I would not. <laughs> um. um I've gone with Alex Neil. Just he got the job done, uh, and I think with my team as well, that's a very Alex Neil setup and team. So yeah, best man. Big Sam. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I think for me, there's a choice of two. I don't think I'll surprise anyone where I'm going to go. Um, 
Robbie Stockdale, of course. No, um, I'm gonna go with uh, I don't even know if Robbie Stockdale managed this year. I think he did. Um, Mike Dodds, no, um, Jack Ross. I think there's a perception that I didn't really like Jack Ross when he was here because, um, I had a conversation about him on one or two podcasts with a certain Delbo and Rodney. I questioned him a lot. Um, I stand by those things. But I think I quite like Jack Ross. I think he's a manager that'll get you to a, a point. And I think once he cracks that ceiling of getting to the next step, he'll do all right. He's definitely the snappiest dresser. He's the most handsome manager we've ever had after Alex Neal, of course. Um, but I like Jack Ross as a person. And I think the players seem to quite like him. So I think for me, Jack Ross would, would probably manage my team and, um, he got the best out of Madger, who's probably the best player on my side that I've got there. So uh, Jack Jack was for me. And Dave, you have a choice of four, right? So just to point out your choices that you have, you've got Lee Johnson, who is at the very best more. Might, might have been some people's second choice. Might have gone a, ahead of Jack Ross. However, more might understand that. Your other choice for Parkinson, who um, is more might for people who don't like more might. Um, your other choices, just as an, a, a secondary point, I don't think Robbie Stockdale ever took charge. I think Parkinson was announced pretty shortly after that. So I think the choices you have are Johnson, Parkinson, or you can have, I will allow you to have the dream team of Mike Dodds and Michael Proctor. This is a quick side note because we all know that I'm going Mike Proctor. Mike Proctor, Mike Dodds. The Just combination quick... of both. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, he was a, Mike Proctor was assistant to Mike Bassett back in the day. Um, anyway, we all know that I'm going for Mike Dodds because my team is farcical at very best and they don't need a manager. They just need a mate. So uh, yeah, Mike Dodds is probably going to get it. But I wouldn't, choose Phil Parkinson if he was the last man on earth unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) that might be such a huge statement and he went on an 11 game unbeaten run in league one but I dare say the three of us could go on an 11 game unbeaten run in league one just by parking the bus and getting a nil-nil draw Um, I suppose I've got to pick Lee Johnson haven't I I mean do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll go Dodds in charge and Johnson as he's number two. They can just be pally with all the lads. So, uh, yeah, shit game. Really hate it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and we'll leave you with that. Um, we're going to be coming up with as many ideas as we can just to keep things ticking over. Um, really appreciate people listening to the podcast over the, the past few months. It's It's in terms of people speaking about it and um, discussing it over the past few months it's, it's probably been the best it has been um, thanks for listening we're going to try and keep things going as best we can um, at the minute we'll think of ideas and stuff like that and I'm sure as sign-ins come along we can we can react to that and as as soon as we get that Ross Stewart NFT we'll have some reaction to that as well um, hopefully things are normal normal this summer just dead normal that would be great just dead normal and just a nice comfortable season in the championship um, promotion if you feel really dangerous Sunderland but um, yeah that's pretty much the end of our League One set of 
podcasts. Um, I think after this, it'll be gearing towards a new season, looking forward towards stuff um, and maybe a couple of ideas in between. But um, technically, because it's the end of this season, thanks very much, Dave, Brad and the listeners. Um, someone said I had to say this the other day. Please subscribe. Thanks very much. Please, Graham.